week with another trio of movies this time with danny tyler and our guest sarah hello welcome back sarah i want to point out something though you say we always do two movies but last week we did a tv show and the week before we did two trailers and somehow that's our longest episode but yeah this week i believe we have three movies right sarah yeah yep okay cool so i went to the movies I think we all went to the movies this week, right? Back to the movies. And it's a horror yeah. episode, too. Boogly boogly. Anyway, I went back to the movies, and I did a double feature. I, I saw A Quiet Place 2 in IMAX, which I'm not going to talk about. Uh, and I don't think it's ever going to come up on this podcast, ever, right? I don't think... Yeah, I don't think there's any plans for that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Get to talking about Cat in the Hat. Come on. Okay, okay. I'm not, not going to talk about the Cat in the Hat. I'm talking about The Conjuring, too. Uh, <laughs> two. Uh, the second conjuring. Conjuring to what? The, the conjuring. Well, you know, a conjuring is like Anne two from. Uh, <laughs> that's what the con- conjuring two boo control. Yes, electric boo yes. glue. Oh <laughs> man! Glue. <laughs> Sarah's like, why am I here? <laughs> no, okay. So I watched the conjuring two. I'm gonna talk a bit about my opinion on horror movies. Mainly in that I generally don't like them. <laughs> I think most, at least modern horror movies, they're unless they're going for something that's a bit more... Uh, I don't want to say elevated horror because that's such a stupid statement. And I also hate a lot of movies that are labeled elevated horror, like anything Ari Aster has made. I, I don't like them. Horror, to me, it needs to be more of like a... Th- like, okay, we just talked about Berlin Syndrome, right? Berlin Syndrome is more a thriller to me than a horror movie. It's kind of grounded in reality. And if it is, if I do like a fantastical horror, it generally has to do with something so like a social issue. So like Get Out or Us. Although I stick by that Us actually, I'm not going to talk about Us right now. But like Jordan Peele's movies, I mean, you know. Uh, mm. But The Conjuring is the rare normal horror movie. And I say normal horror movie because it's not, it's not trying to be, it's trying to be a blockbuster type of thing that I really love. And most of that is, well, it's due to two things. Uh... One of them is the genius pairing uh, pairing of Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson, uh, who have great chemistry together, and they are both incredibly underused actors. Uh, this is a, mo- a series where they always get to shine. And I also think the Conjuring movies are really interesting because they are very much co-led films, uh, but they also all have a structure where the Warrens, which are who uh, Patrick Patrick and Vera, uh, the two they play, they don't ever show up till half and a, a halfway through the movie. Like, we cut away to them sometimes to just check in on what they're doing, but they're never involved with the main story until an hour in because we have to set up the family. Uh, the other great thing that makes these movies great are the direction of James Wan, who is one of the best directors working today, but you would never know that from his blockbusters, which are... They, they are anonymous. I think Aquaman and Furious 7 have very clearly someone with an eye behind the camera. The weird thing is, is that he's trying to use his horror tricks in an action movie, and it doesn't always work out. But when you watch mm. a James Wan movie, uh, at least when you watch a Conjuring, they have such a distinct style to me. And I think, Sarah, you, have you seen Insidious, Sarah? No. 
Okay, so no, no one. Who's, I've, I've oh, seen Insidious. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. So someone who's seen Insidious. Uh, does he still? Does he have like a gliding camera type of thing? Because that to me is the uh, sta- the trademark uh, of I've, The Conjuring. It's like I've, the camera glides everywhere, and it's very precise in how it. There are times that, like that happens, but it's not like it's not like a every transition is the gliding. Yeah, I would know. say for The Conjuring. It either shifts from being a shaky cam, which is a bit annoying. I'm not a very fan of shaky cam. Or, like, a very glided camera in very long takes, a lot, a big focus on atmosphere. And people, some people complain about Wanse. He breaks his atmosphere by having jump scares. He does it on purpose. He knows these movies are designed to be theme park rides. And as such, if he makes you jump, he has succeeded. He wants you to jump at this stuff. And then you're like, oh, I'm fine. And you get back into the atmosphere. Until the big reveal at the end of the sequence, which is always the actually scary part, which is, of course, very loud, but it also generally is following a bunch of unease. So you're like, oh, well, you know, me having this giant reaction of scary is good because now this unease, which is I don't want to deal with more, is away from me. I also think Juan, and this kind of goes back to the Warrens and how they're portrayed, has a very strong sense of humanity in his horror movies, at least in the con- I keep saying in his horror movies, but I've only seen the Conjuring movies, but in the Conjuring movies... Not only are the Warrens incredibly likable, uh, but so as I say, for the first hour, you never meet up with the Warrens really, other than some some sides with some side stuff. Uh, in both Conjuring One and Two, you spend an hour with the family that's being haunted, and you really grow to care about them to the point that when they are in danger, and of course when the Warrens show up, you know things escalate always. That's what happens when you bring uh, paranormal investigators and uh, exorcists. <laughs> to your haunted house the, these demons are gonna fight back right that's how it goes uh, once they show up you know things get worse and you start getting more and more worried for them and the, the, okay I'm talking about The Conjuring 2 because that's why I watch but The Conjuring 1 I cry at the end every time I see it and it's not because anything sad's happened it's just I'm so relieved for this family spoiler mm-hmm. it turns out okay uh, these movies would not be popular if they were horror movies where everyone died at the end uh, and Juan is aware of that. And that's that's also a big issue I have with a lot of horror. You know, horror, when everyone dies at the end, I'm just kind of like, well, I just wasted my time watching this. Um, and I get so upset. Um, in The Conjuring 2, I'm going to talk a bit more exclusively about this one. Conjuring 2 is such an interesting movie because Conjuring 1 is about a haunted house uh, that's in the middle of nowhere, which, you know, is, I don't want to say it's cliche, but it's kind of the go-to, you know. Conjuring 2 is set, like, in the London suburbs in a crowded neighborhood. And it's following a Mittyville. Uh, like, the opening scene... The Warrens are famously the uh, investigators who are involved with the actual Mittyville case. And the Conjuring mm-hmm. movies adapt their lesser-known cases. And this one takes place right after Mittyville. And they're like, well, a lot of people are saying a Mittyville is a hoax, so we don't want to send you in because uh, if this is a hoax, it will look bad on the church. because they're it's, it's bad press. Yeah. Well, not just for the Warrens, because yeah. the Warrens are affiliated with the Catholic Church in these movies. I don't even realize mm-hmm. if they were or not, but in the movies, they're affiliated with the church. They're agents of the church. Uh, gotcha. So this movie more this movie is more about trying to prove this isn't a hoax, rather than trying to find... You're not looking for evidence of being there a haunted, because if you look for it, it's there. But people are... They're trying to debunk this story. Not the Warrens, but other people there are. And it's an interesting twist on the first... I think the first movie is better. I think the first movie has better... It has better drawn uh, characters that the Warrens help out with. Uh, and I think the Warrens are more... 
So in this movie, you cut back to Warren's way more in the first hour because they're, you know, the returning characters. So they're the reason people are here to watch the movie. Uh, so they're in a bit too much, actually, in the first hour. But then when they show up, it's like, oh, they're such a relieving presence. And in both movies, there's a lot of children involved that are getting scared. And the Warrens just know how to talk to children about, like, ghosts and demons and keep it calm. And I, I it's just, you know, I describe Wands horror movies, and again, I say Wands horror movies, but I just mean the Conjuring movies, uh, <laughs> as they're very Spielberg-esque. There's a very, uh, they're still R-rated, and they're still very scary and, like, playing with a demonic mythology and stuff. But there's very much an idea that this is scary and it would scare children, but we don't want... It cares for the children. It doesn't want these kids... These kids are going to be traumatized. But the Warrens are very careful to try to keep the stuff that would scare them away from them. And they don't, they don't succeed, mm-hmm. but they want to. And that makes them very likable. And also, I'm not going to talk too much about it because I feel like I'm just kind of rambling about how much I like the Conjuring movies instead of talking about Conjuring 2. So I'm going to talk about the best part of the Conjuring 2, which is that... So, the family in this movie has someone, a, it's the kid, there's a kid, she has two sisters and a brother, and she has her mom. The dad is not in the movie because the dad walked out because we're told he had twins with a neighbor, and he's out of the picture entirely. And of course, you know, demons, uh, demons as they do, they, uh, they go after this negative energy, and that's why they latch onto this house and this family. Uh, but... When the dad left, he took all of his records. And this is his first a throwaway line. But then Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga are like, well, we have to give this family good vibes because that's the best way you fight demons. So Patrick uh, Wilson goes out and buys an Elvis record. However, the record player is broken. Uh, so what he instead does is takes a guitar and he starts doing an Elvis impression. <laughs> and he sings uh, Can't Help Falling in Love with You with an Elvis impression. But then it goes into a montage of them setting up the house to search for ghosts. That's set to Patrick Wilson's impression of Elvis. And it's just so sweet. And we cut back to the kids listening to him and laughing at him. It's just so nice. I love him. I love these movies. I watched this also because the third one's coming out. Maybe I'll talk about that next week. In yeah. the room. I don't know. I'm a little negative about the third one going into it because it's not directed by James Wan. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm excited because James Wan has another original horror movie coming out this year. And I'm looking forward to see what he does with something that I think is supposed to be contemporary. Because the Conjuring movies are period pieces. Uh, but gotcha. yeah, I I adore the Conjuring movies. And I hate all of our horror movies. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, the Conjuring 2, <laughs> it was uh, nice to see it in theaters again. I want to apologize, Danny, because <laughs> you've been saying Patrick Wilson this whole time. And I pictured Patrick Warburton. Which <laughs> is a totally different person. So I pictured <laughs> doing an Elvis impression. And I was just like... What movie? We were talking about like, that on the yeah. opera before this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I want to see Patrick Warburton in the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> <laughs> now, now that we're on the same page. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I recommend that. I honestly... Maybe not to Sarah. Because I know, Sarah, you're more into like hardcore horror. I think the Conjuring movies are very much amusement park, Jurassic Park type of horror movies. Mm-hmm. Just for the modern day. But... I always Tyler. If you want to watch a little scary, little scary supernatural horror movie, I like the Conjuring movies. They're good. Okay, yeah. I I might have to check them. I might have to check them out. Um, I know that the Conjuring one and two are both uh, well liked. I give the Conjuring one a five out of five. 
to be clear. I think it's a, literally like a perfect movie. It's taught you talked about Insidious. Yeah. Um Insidious is like I don't know. Insidious to me is a movie that is, I don't know, you could almost say it's obnoxious core <laughs> in that it's trying to be in the horror genre, but it 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 fully embraces like it's a movie so conscious of itself. It fully embraces how bad I think it's so interesting. How bad it is. So many people but, I know who I gushed to about James Wan, they always go, well, Insidious isn't good. I'm like, well, maybe you're right. You know, like, I, I have no idea. I guess I just mean the Conjuring movies. Well, okay. Yeah. So here's the thing about Wan. But you that, had just mentioned Insidious. So yeah, was, no, 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 that's I, fine. And you hadn't seen it, so that's yeah. why I wanted to Something I should it. check yeah. it out. Uh, but I do want to say also this about Wan is like, I, I say Wan just as a good director is because the thing is, ignoring his horror movies uh, and going back to kind of what I talked about last week he kind of pulled off something impossible and made Furious 7 a good movie uh, when you consider that the lead like the co-lead of the movie died like four weeks into production and they had, he had to completely right. like figure out a way to use all the footage they had in the movie in a way that the audience would buy the only time in that movie where you can really besides of course the ending where they're using a CGI double but you're okay with it because you're crying the only time in that movie you can tell they rewrote a scene around old footage is when he's on the phone with his wife, and his wife is way more panicked than he is. But, like, that's the only time. The rest of that movie, it's very yeah. seamless. And it's, like, I think it's a feat. And I also think some of the action in Furious 7 is really good, too. Uh, so the fact that he pulled that off, and then he released The Conjuring, which, to me, again, one of my favorite horror movies ever. And then The Conjuring 2, which isn't as good, but still is a very entertaining watch. I, I'm always like, Juan is one of the best directors working. I don't care. I should watch Insidious and Solo someday. <laughs> Sarah, what did you watch? Uh, so, I guess kind of related to James Wan, sort of, because it was a movie that he executive produced, I saw Spiral. Um, and, he directed the first song. Yes, so. yeah. yeah. Um, but he produced, I mean, he executive produced everyone after that. Um, oh, really? Okay, I didn't know that. Cool. And, yeah, so it was my first movie back in theaters. I'm actually, like, I'm a pretty big fan of the Saw franchise. I mean, I think it's pretty terrible, but, like, <laughs> I enjoy them for what they are. I, I think that the first Saw is, like, genuinely a really good movie. And I was really, really excited for Spiral to come out because I thought the trailer was really good. Um, I was excited because the cast is, I mean, it's got, like, a really kind of, all-star-ish cast. We've got Chris Rock, Samuel Jackson. Um, so I was excited for that. Uh, I heard some not-so-good things going into it. <laughs> so I was a little bit like, mm, we'll see if this is still okay. But, pr I mean, prior to seeing it, I had marathoned all the Saw movies, all eight of them, in four days. <laughs> so two movies per night. Oh, wow. And... I was kind oh, of like, a bit better than watching three K trophies yeah. in two days. So. <laughs> it, was, it, was like, it was fun to like watch them. I mean, they're just not. They're so. It seems like kind of counterintuitive because they are like torture porn movies, but to me, they're so watchable. Like they're just so easy to digest. But then, like watching them all, I was kind of like, I don't really know how good Spiral's gonna be. Um, because it has the same director, right? It has the same director. So it has the same director as I think Saw two, three, and four, or maybe just two and three. Uh, it's Darren Lynn Bozeman. He did like Repo the Genetic Opera. Um, oh, really? Yes. Oh, oh, 
I hate Repo. I don't know if Tyler has an opinion on Repo, but I despise I, I don't Repo. <laughs> don't ever watch it. It's not good. It literally, it literally. I, I'm not joking. This is all I'm gonna say. It literally like ruined my friendship group my freshman year of college. I did not talk to people from that group anymore. <laughs> like that is how bad it was. Yeah. And oh my goodness. Th- one of them was trying to convince me it was great. That's why Ooh. it got ruined. <laughs> Anyways, go. Well, yeah. Like Darren Lynn Bozeman, he also did two. The, he did Saw two and three. And I really okay. don't. I mean, those are just probably one of my some of my lowest rated saws. I've heard that like Saw One was very well received, and then there's one. It di- the franchise <laughs> dipped, and then Four kind of was the revival. Um, like, I actually kind of I like Saw Five, but everybody hates it. Gotcha. Um, uh-huh. like Six is you know well received in that it has like a thirty percent mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes versus a twenty percent. <laughs> it's better. <laughs> Um, they're all just uh, not, I mean they're not like critically acclaimed by any stretch of the imagination I do think like yeah. so the first saw doesn't I, I know that this is a, I know this is a big like preamble but I have to like explain <laughs> so the first saw um, it doesn't have it's still like rotten on Rotten Tomatoes but I do think if people like retrospectively watched it I think that th- their mm-hmm. opinions would probably change Especially when you compare it to, to everything that everything that's loaded, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, okay. So I went to I went to see Spiral, and my my old movie theater that I always went to closed, um, and it, it will oh. never reopen. So I was kind of bummed about that. It's reopening. We've talked. Sorry, we've talked. It's about not going to reopen. It has a new ownership. Is anyways. Oh, okay. So I went to I went to the Cinemark and I walked in, had my mask on. I was the only person in there. Um, after like ten minutes, I texted my mom and I texted Danny. I was like, "Do you think I can take my mask off?" <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, as soon as I did, a bunch of people came in. So it was me and like this group of like teenage guys. I wore my mask the whole movie, even though I probably could have taken it off, um, but I just felt like I had to. <laughs> I, I do that too, though. Like. I wear my mask at the movies, even if no one's there. Yeah. You know? And what can I Unless say about... Meeting, of course. What can I say about Spiral? I can mean... I just say quick before you actually get into... I looked up the Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. If you're curious. Uh, which... You said Saw 5 is the second no, mask, no, no, no. right? No, no, well, no. I said to me personally, it's the second Oh, wait. Mask. You know what? No, okay. No, no, no. That's actually... No, I misread. Saw 6 has a weirdly high Rotten Tomatoes yeah, yeah. for this franchise. But what I saw that made me laugh is I remember Spiral was being talked out before it came out. I was like, this is, like, we have new talent coming into the Spiral. It's going to be a big change of pace. And I see it has 5% more than the last attempted revival. It, is yeah. not, it has about the same. That one was really bad. And the, thing is, <laughs> the thing I want to point out with that is, is that movies recently have been having what I a lot of people I know are calling uh, a pandemic uh, bonus where a lot of movies are getting graded better on Rotten Tomatoes just because it's, there hasn't been movies. Yeah. So the fact that it ended yeah. up at 37% with the pandemic oh. bonus is, uh... <laughs> that I mean... Really inspire hope to me. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I, I, it's just... It's one of... Like, to me, it's a movie that I really, really wanted to like. Because, like... Like, yeah. Chris Rock, like, wrote the story because he's a huge fan of the franchise. So he wrote the story... And, you know, he stars in it. And they're, I mean, not only is the story bad, but he's also just terrible in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> is he just like Chris Rock? He's, Chris, he's, he's just, just like, Chris Rock. He's, he's, he cannot play a serious role. Like, his voice. Does he talk about Marty at all? No. And Al, sorry. 
<laughs> it's like, I've got a friend named Marty. <laughs> and then he just does his Marty voice. Which is just... His, like, cadence does not change. And, like, whenever he looks, like, scared, he just has, like, bug eyes. And... <laughs> yeah. It's funny, because he's been getting good acclaim on the Fargo show season he was just on. I just, I don't know, I don't know if it's just, like, the material... You know what? I I mean, honestly, I do think the direction was probably part of it because like these actors are good actors. Like, and I know like Samuel Jackson is probably like the definition of an actor who will like you know phone it in just for a paycheck, and he definitely did that here. Like he's, it's like a nothing role for him. They play father and son, even though it's like a fifteen year age gap. Um, Wait, what? Yeah. Really? Yes. What? I actually didn't know that. That's yes. ridiculous. It's just, to me, I guess my biggest, like, complaint, I guess, or my, I guess my overall feeling is that it's, it doesn't feel like a Saw movie. Like, it feels like a completely separate thing. Because, like, I mean, very light spoilers, I guess, if anybody cares. But, like, it doesn't have anything to do with the Jigsaw killer. Oh. Um, it's like a copycat killer. And it just, I don't know, it just... It doesn't feel like there's any real connection to anything, um, especially because like, like Saw has so many loose ends already. So it's just kind of funny to think that there's all of these like loose ends just hanging out. I mean, the mute like it's got the Saw music, which is cool, but like that's pretty much it. As far as like, I mean, not to be like gross, but I feel like I have to talk about this when I talk about Saw. Uh, as far as like the traps, they're just like not fun. They're just it's just not a fun movie. Like it's not. Like they're they're gory and they're over the top, but they're like not enough to be entertaining. Um, mm. So it just it's it it just takes itself way too seriously. Like the entire thing, it just doesn't feel like because that was a problem that I had with with you know a bunch of other Saw movies is that they just take themselves way too seriously, and then eventually the franchise was like we're just gonna go all in and be crazy and gory and that was when they became fun again and this one they really tried to make like a serious like crime drama saw with chris rock yeah <laughs> and I, yeah i told danny this when i left because i was i didn't know like i didn't, I don't know i what the original release date was but it was it was mid-may yeah mid so it just would have missed the mark but it was like i'm not gonna say it was like tone deaf but it had a lot of like cop like themes which yeah you know it just it just feels weird to like watch a movie like that because like it feels like there should yeah. they it feels like they needed to talk about it more i guess if you're going to go if you're going to lean into like you know cops are being targeted and these are dirty cops i feel like it's inescapable at this point like you're going to think about you know what's happening especially when your leads are chris rock and samuel L. jackson yeah like you're gonna and there wasn't really any sort of implication about like you know their race or anything like that which i'm not saying that there needs to be but like mm -hmm. it's just kind of inescapable you know like it's just on your mind i guess so i think that's fair to say that in 2020 even in early 2020 that would still be on people's minds yeah yeah watching the movie and the, i mean i will say like the cinematography was really good um probably the best i've seen in a saw movie um it takes place during the day which i really like uh, I love horror movies that take place during the day. I don't know. I mean, the guys that were in the theater with me, I think they had a good time. 
Did they keep the rest club? <laughs> no, I think some of them took them off. So I, don't no. really, I don't really care. Like, they were like teenagers, so and they oh, weren't okay. sitting like right next to me, and they were like talking throughout the movie. But I didn't like. I didn't. It's one of those things where it's like I wanted to like look back at them and give them like a look of approval to be like, you guys could talk. It's okay. I could hear you, but that's okay. <laughs> but then that reads as being like, shut up. So. <laughs> There was someone sitting next to me talking during... It was so funny, because, you know, I've been back at the movies for so long, and I haven't had any issues, but then, of course, when I saw A Quiet Place, <laughs> someone behind me is talking, and I'm just like, what? Are you kidding? Like, of all movies! <laughs> but it also makes so much sense, you know, because that's, like, a mainstream big movie, mm-hmm. that, of course, this is what's going to draw these people back. I So, I saw Insidious 2 in theaters... And okay. there is there's a point in the movie. I'm not going to spoil it because I want. Are you going to give I me want, Insidious two, but only Insidious two, <laughs> <laughs> only Insidious two, not Insidious one. But I want like your honest reaction from that moment because like there's this point that's supposed to be like the inciting incident in the film, and it happens, and it's it's supposed to be a tragedy as well. And I laughed. Uh, like, <laughs> my friends and I, we were all there, and like, it was supposed to be this big, this big tragedy. But the way that it happens is like, I, I want to, I want to spoil it, but I'm also like, no, hold back. But yeah, I gotta get Big Danny watch. I just laughed, and then I felt bad because I'm like, there are people who are trying to enjoy this, but <laughs> we just laughed. If, if, if we were to annoy students. you, if I want, if you want to make me, when me and Mark Young. Uh, we saw well. We saw a Quiet Place. We did that kind of too, but Hereditary. Everyone in the audience was terrified, and we just started laughing at like some of the really graph. I don't know if you've seen Hereditary, but it starts like a drama for the first hour. Then it just does a hard curd left into Rosemary's Baby like horror, and like we just started laughing at it. It gets so oh, we're the- <laughs> I have a dumb joke with that movie that I'm not gonna say right now. All the way, but it does involve the classic Naked Brothers band song, Crazy Car. Uh, and if you've seen the movie, I think you know what scene I'm talking about. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but Sarah, do you have any more you want to say about Spiral or returning to the theater? Like, returning to the theater goes, like, I was really nervous. Um, and this, I mean, it was exactly two weeks since my second shot. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know. Like, now I honestly am just like, I'll go out and do whatever. I don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I know is probably not the best attitude to have. Like, I still wear my mask everywhere, even though I don't technically have to. It's just kind of like habit at this point. And also just like, yeah. you know, courtesy. I would love to go back to the movies. I just, I feel like there's nothing <laughs> to see right now. Sarah, you know what I'm going to say. So I won't say it. Uh, and don't. But okay, <laughs> that is the uh, leave it at that. Challenge. <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest challenge of this podcast is getting Danny to shut up. <laughs> I'm aware challenge. of this, Danny. Don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> I already set the date, but I won't say anymore. Uh, okay, well, Tyler, you also went back to the theater, right? I, I did. Yeah, yeah. So this. This was... Alright, so... Danny told me his story about him and Mark watching A Quiet Place. And I was like, alright, you have your hot take. I, like, to I'm... To be clear, I'm, I'm not actually... I'm gonna try to be quiet during this. Uh, no, yeah. no pun intended. Uh, so, I know this movie so like, and actually a lot to you, so I'm not gonna... 
Yeah, definitely. yeah. So like the first quiet, the first quiet place. I don't watch very many horror horror movies, and that's because I love real like realism, you know, to my yeah. to my movies. And my and I know it's like, well, there are aliens or monsters. Um, if if there is a way for if the world can if I can buy it, you know, in that world, then you know, then you you've got me. I'm already um, like buying into watching it, and I I'm willing to buy that with with a quiet place. Um, so when I heard that they were making a you know a sequel, I was like, oh yes, I'm gonna get more of Emily Blunt, you know, like shooting shotguns and yeah. So, uh, <laughs> oh, so yeah, sorry, <laughs> right, right, Danny. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, I got super excited, and then I found out that Killian Murphy was going to be in it, and I'm like, what? Because I'm big Killian Murphy Murphy fan, and uh, so yeah, the As hype, everyone like, should I was be, just, everyone should. Be I was Killian getting yes, yes, he is a gem. Uh, so I got super hyped for this film, and then obviously we we know the pandemic uh, happened, and it. Uh, the movie uh, they stopped. It this was, was in, like I believe the first. It was, it was in like previews or it literally something. it screened for critics. It was gonna come yeah, out. Yeah, it screened. It, it literally was gonna come out the week after everything closed. Like theaters yeah. closed on March thirteenth. I think this was scheduled for March twentieth. Yeah, so. and so so it was like it was like I was this close to you know to my sequel, and then boom. Um, so yeah, so this movie. Like it did for so many others, um, marked my return to the movies, and it was such a great return. Um, two tickets to a Quiet Place Part Two. I had my big oversized soda with, with all that sugar I didn't need, but uh, and then an oversized bucket of just like savory, buttery popcorn kernels. Like, yeah, I've been craving movie theater popcorn, yes. genuine movie theater popcorn. I know. My arteries do not need that, but uh, <laughs> my my heart my my heart saying otherwise. Uh, so yeah, movie theater popcorn. I have missed thee so much. Um, so yeah, I've I've been anticipating this film since it was announced. And you know, um, it was like it was like moved. I think to like September, and then they kept pushing it back. You know, and that's yeah. what all these movies, right? Like every yeah. single movie was like, oh, we'll, we'll we'll come out in like July. Oh no, we're gonna go for September, uh, December. March. Let's go off March 2021. Yeah. And even then, let's do May. Let's do May 2021. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, think, you know, Peter Rabbit kept getting pushed back and back and back and back. Peter Rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) Look uh, on the bright side. At least it's going to go to streaming, right? Like, so the last movie that I had seen in theaters was Spider Man Far From Home. And the one before that was Avengers Endgame. And the one before that was Avengers Endgame. So I know I'm a bit of an MCU fan, so I'm partial, but the movies are the best place to watch superheroes. And I say superheroes, not just in the sense of like MCU superheroes, but in the sense of just heroes, you know, of people conquering these great feats. Um, Of course. And I think like, especially during the pandemic, heroes are what we needed most, you know, I think it's so and interesting that the big return the movie theaters is an apoc- post-apocalyptic movie, you know, yeah, because this movie it made about the same amount of money it would have it was projected to make before the pandemic, which mm-hmm. is great news for movie theaters, great news for releasing movies exclusively in theaters because you can't stream this anywhere, right? Uh, 
Right. So, as someone who, and this is the most I'll say about because I don't want to give my opinion really because I want this to be your, as someone who's not a big fan of this franchise, I am very happy it's doing well. I'm so mm-hmm. happy it's doing as well as it is because I and it when it need when to it does go on when it does go on streaming, it's I believe there's a deal to go on Paramount Plus. It'll be 45 um, days on Paramount Plus, which looks to be the yeah. new theatrical window. Which you know what, any theatrical window is fine by me as long as there is one. You know, yeah. Well, yeah, as long more, as it more gets than two weeks, please. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, um, the movies are the best place to watch to watch heroes, and mm-hmm. with that preface. I want to mention some non-spoiler things about Quiet Place 2. Um, I know this is me. I'm like, I, I watched The Quiet Place 2, and I want to talk to you about it. But I also, like, to me, this is the this is the film to go back to movies for. This is the reason to go back to movies. Um, and that's that's coming, you know, that's coming from me. Uh, I'm like, but, go see The Conjuring 2 at a repeat yeah, street. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I know I'm everyone's joking. got, a, you know, a different taste, taste of film. Um, some people are waiting for Top Gun 2. <laughs> to come That's out in November. That. Don't wait that long. Go see, go yeah, see in the Heights. Go see Fast wait. Nine. Go see Black Widow. Go, go see Space Jam. I don't care. Don't wait till November, Dan, please. He's just gonna name everything that's said to release. Go see Peter Rabbit too. <laughs> go fly to Los Angeles to see Luca. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, the cast is great in this film. However, Killian Murphy is fantastic. He is hands down my favorite actor. And I wish he was in more things, but I also really appreciate that he's super picky with the projects that he's a part of, because that really makes, it really, like, shows, it shows that he's like, yeah, I'm not just going to be like, oh, it's, it's not just a paycheck to him, you know? Yeah, and he'll do a movie like this. It's gotta have meaning. He'll do a movie like this where he's, like, the co-lead, but then he'll show up in Dunkirk and have a really great supporting role for only, like, ten minutes really total of the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Like he has no I don't want to say he has he's humble he feels very humble with the type of roles he picks yeah uh, yeah he's also very choosy he doesn't need to be the big because in my opinion sorry I don't, I don't want I think even though he's the lead of this movie I think it's more the girls movie more the deaf girls yes movie. yes no I I, I, believe, I believe so yeah. too so um so so yeah I I love all the jump scares and I really miss that about the movies and these jump scares work um because sometimes jump scares don't like sometimes it's so evident it was supposed to be a jump scare that you're like okay okay yeah you you threw me out of the movie uh danny you had mentioned this to me over text message but john krasinski's directing chops have definitely improved um between between the first first quiet place and second quiet place tension in this film was done really really well um, I love the sound design of this film, and they do a lot more with like sound related to how um, the world would be for a deaf person. Um, a and POV. I love that. Yes, and I love that. And it's it's like you know it's good that we're getting this representation in in there, but it's also like the movies are the platform for us to also step into the shoes of other people. And I really, I really like like what they did, uh, what they did with that. Um, so here's where we come for full circle. Uh, should we spoiler warning at this point? Um, fully spoiler warning. We should probably do a little bit of a spoiler warning, um, just because I'm gonna this is new. mention mention a little bit about it. So uh, if you don't want to hear the ending, uh, just press skip. 
Like, don't watch yeah. it. This is it. This is so, the end of the podcast for you. But it's listening. Remember, I just left. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we, Tyler, you can go. <laughs> we reach the height of this, of the third act. And at the highest moment of doubt and conflict, heroes come through in the moments they're called to be their greatest. And this is where the tears started coming down for me. Because I was finally back in the movies and watching heroes of all kinds battle their greatest foes, which is exactly where I had been right before films were canceled worldwide. And here I was back. So my normal had been replaced in a way. You know, my normal was coming back. And the thing about well-written heroes is that they are relatable on the human level. That's where we, you know, we relate to them we we relate with their struggles. Um, Toby Maguire, pizza, pizza delivery. Is he gonna get it done on time? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, but it's it's what the heroes do with their abilities that sets them on a pedestal. That's you know it's it's like if I was in that same situation, would I put you know do that? Would I do that? I I don't know because I've not been in that situation. You know, so that's it's why it's like yeah, that's why they're standing out. Um, and with The Quiet Place 2, yeah, I was finally able to return to that experience at the movies. Um, things are finally returning to normal, and I couldn't have picked a better film to return to the movies with. I think the last movie that I like shed any tears at was Avengers Endgame, for obvious reasons. A Quiet Place 2, I wasn't expecting it. But here we are in the height of the film's conflict, and I'm trying not to lose it. In the, in the movie theater, and I'm just, I'm lost for words right now yeah. because of how much, how much this meant to me. And I told Danny, I texted him, uh, he had texted me, like, during, during the movie, but, like, I, I don't think I responded to any of those things, and I was just like, <laughs> this was the best, I was like, this was the best movie for me to return to the, to the theaters for. I'm glad you loved it, dude. Go see A Quiet Place too if that's not your thing. Go see uh, Cru- Cruella. Go see maybe go see Spiral. Weeks. Wait two weeks to see in the Heights. Yeah, don't, don't, don't see Spiral. See, don't see Spiral. <laughs> We're sponsored by Lin Manuel Miranda. See in the, see in the Heights. Uh, <laughs> getting that big oversized soda and that oversized popcorn and uh, and yeah, watching watching the good old movies. We we return to the films. I was trying trying my Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel? Yeah. What? Welcome back to the movies, the popcorn. Uh, <laughs> that is so nice. I just want him. I want. I'm Vin Diesel. Welcome back. Oh no! I want Vin Diesel, but it, I want Vin Diesel, but in his like, just okay. Imagine I am Fast and Groot. Furious. Fast and Furious. Imagine Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift, and in that scene where he like pulls up in the car and he turns and looks to the side at Shane Black and he's like. I am Groot. And that's like what he <laughs> says. And then he takes off. I would he rather him pull him. up, look at uh, him, and just go. Did you say Shane Black? It's Lucas Black. Isn't it Shane Black? Oh, no, Shane, Black Shane direct- Black's is the director, director for Iron yeah. Man 3. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was like, <laughs> that's Shane funny. Black, that I think he's. <laughs> might be named Shane, though. I don't know. Uh, it is. It is. I think it is. Okay. Uh, I'd rather him pull up and be like, the movies. The popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, I just want to say I think it's funny we listed all those movie those movies you could see and I'm like oh you could see The Conjuring three but it's probably not gonna be good earlier. <laughs> <on this." laughs> 
Watch uh, Conjuring 2 if it comes back in, yeah. but don't watch well, Conjuring 3. You know, 3. what you were saying about heroes, because uh, I didn't want to interrupt, it did make me think yeah. about why I like the... Like, the Warrens are kind of heroes in a way that I don't usually see in horror movies. And actually, it's kind of funny because I've heard the Warrens in real life were, like, not very good people, but you know what? I don't I don't really care. The, yeah. They're good movies. Like, sorry. <laughs> they're, they're, decent, they're good movies, so... But I'm glad you really like The Quiet Place, too. I... Even though I wasn't as emotionally affected by it as I do, I do get what you're saying about like seeing heroism on the big screen with mm-hmm. an audience again really did feel good, uh, and that's the key for me is that with an audience because I even though I've yes. been back, I haven't really been back with a big crowd in a while for mm-hmm. a new movie. So yeah, cool. yeah, and there wasn't there wasn't that big of a of a crowd, but I mean we went on a Sunday afternoon, but it was kind of it was kind of like the perfect the perfect time. You know, so I don't know if I would have been comfortable. Yeah, I don't know if I would have been comfortable with, you know, not necessarily a packed theater. Yeah, I go. Yeah, it was it was a perfect perfect yep. way back. So yeah, when you go see Black Widow, sold out show, baby. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have um, never heard you say baby. So that <laughs> really, we have recorded 21 episodes and I haven't I said know. baby yet. I, you have it. Well, besides wow. talking about Boss Baby, but the way that you said it. Baby, <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> That's pretty good. Like, you're right. You're like, make a movie talk about like, the Boss Baby. baby. <laughs> I will yeah. talk about the Boss Baby. Um, I'm almost 100% guarantee you the Boss Baby 2 will be a topic. Boss Baby 2. Yeah. This summer. <laughs> Gosh. If they move the dates Toby around. Toby was fired. Toby was fired. Okay, I'm not going to get into it now. But Toby. Toby's, Toby's in Boss Baby 1. Toby McGuire? Yeah. Who's Toby? He, he plays Tim as an adult. He's the narrator of the movie. He goes, when I was a boy, I had a baby brother who wanted to be the boss. And then the boss baby title appears on the screen. You go, oh, yeah, it's the boss. Yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot what movie I was watching. <laughs> there he is. Pizza That's the boss. It's like, I nudge, I nudge Sarah and I point and go, That's the boss baby. <laughs> <laughs> Most <movies>. Look, it's him. It's the boss. Baby. All right, all right. I think we. So I think we're done. We, we did a horror episode. We all saw horror horror sequels. Really, we all saw horror sequels. Yeah, all pretty big. Fra- I'd say mm-hmm. Conjuring, Saw, and Quiet Place are all pretty big franchises. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and yeah, two very of us relevant. Like the movie. So sorry, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> So Sh- should have seen Quiet Place Part Two. No, <laughs> don't worry. If I see Conjuring Three and it sucks, I, it, a joke will be on me ultimately, right? <laughs> Tyler's gonna be the only one happy here. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, All right. I, well, I, I don't know because I was like, <laughs> I think I would have been happy either way, but I'm also like, Quiet Place Two could have went very, very wrong. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. definitely agree there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a loud place, and it's just full of like metal rockers. Just it's 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 a medium place, and it's that one episode of the good place where they go to the medium place. Uh, no one here's seen it. Okay, whatever. Whoever's listening, <laughs> Fel- Felicia, Felicia heard my proposition for the loud place, and she was like, Tyler, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, then the sequel could be a well, you know what? This should have been titled The Quieter Place. Come on, come on. And then the last one could be The Quietest Place. <laughs> the quietest place. Ask I, okay, so <laughs> before the movie up. began, before the movie began, oh. John Krasinski pops. I like, didn't get this. I was so bummed. You I didn't heard get about that this on Twitter, and I yeah, heard he was, was like John Krasinski. I didn't get it. 
She was, was so like, mad. thank you. It was like for one. It was like one weekend or something. It wasn't for a oh, long gotcha. time. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I saw was, it on Memorial Day. Like, I saw it on Monday. So oh, I saw it on. It must have been just the, the weekend. Before, yeah, because he was like he. <laughs> Come on, they Jake played Pass. it, and he he comes on stage on stage. <laughs> John Krasinski live came on stage at my movie theater. <laughs> um, so he like it just pops up, and he's like, "Thank you for making this your movie to return." to the movies and like when he popped up there i turned to felicia and i was like it's john krasinski like <laughs> like how <laughs> boo says mike wazowski like, i just imagine sorry i'm laughing i'm imagining because i'm imagining like a full like mini video in front of the movie where it's like when i heard my movie was being delayed a year or two months i made the, i was so upset and then it just cuts to him and emily blunt in their apartment and he makes it to the face <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and then he's like, I, I, I tried to cover my losses in the the best way imaginable. And then it's like, Emily Blunt, I have an idea for a news program on YouTube. And Emily Blunt's like, have fun with that, sweetie. I'm going to take care of our children. And then he just makes it over to him face. And then, and finally, my movie came out in theaters. And I, <laughs> like, I don't know, just Jim faces. Just ultimate Jim face. <laughs> okay. Oh. All right. I think, All right. I think we, we've been good. I think yeah. We're good. <laughs> yeah, I think we've exhausted exhausted this. All right. I think we are uh, exhausted. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, you can catch us on another episode. You, yeah. Tess is on Friday. We're, we'll <laughs> talk about Loki. Uh, Tess is on Friday. What? I said catch us on Friday. Catch us on Friday. Oh. We have little... <laughs> like, what test? You want some ketchup? No, okay, never mind. <laughs> anyway, uh, catch us on Friday. We'll talk I about Loki. Test, not ketchup. Oh my god. Catch us on... I can't believe I'm the one who's the calmest. Catch us on Friday. We're going to cover Loki. Uh, you should watch Berlin Syndrome if you haven't yet and watch, listen to our last episode we put up. It was pretty good, I think. Sarah, mm-hmm. thank you for being on. We'd love to have yes, you on thank again. You. Thank you for dealing with us. <laughs> let's be real here. Let's be, you, you, uh, let's, let's be dealt with us a bit. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. So that's it. Uh, bye. All right. Catch you in the next one.